Chapter 3 of the Story of Young Abraham Lincoln This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Ralph Crown The Story of Young Abraham Lincoln by Wayne Whipple Chapter 3 the boy Lincoln's best teacher. At Knob Creek, the boy began to go to an ABC school. His first teacher was Zachariah Rainey. Of course, there were no regular schools in the backwoods then. When a man who knew enough happened to come along, especially if he had nothing else to do, he tried to teach the children of the pioneers in a poor log schoolhouse. It is not likely that little Abe went to school more than a few weeks at this time, for he never had a year's schooling in his life. There was another teacher afterward at Knob Creek, a man named Caleb Hazel. Little is known of either of these teachers, except that he taught little Abe Lincoln. If their pupil had not become famous, the men in their schools would never have been mentioned in history. An old man named Austin Gullaher used to like to tell of the days when he and little Abe went to school together. He said, Abe was an unusually bright boy at school, and made splendid progress in his studies. Indeed, he learned faster than any of his schoolmates. Though so young, he studied very hard. Although Nancy Lincoln insisted on sending the children to school, when there was any, she had a large share in Abe's early education just as she had taught his father to write his own name. She told them Bible stories and such others as she had picked up in her barren backwoods life. She and her husband were too religious to believe in telling their children fairy tales. The best thing of all was the reading of the Pilgrim's Progress during the long winter evenings, after the wood was brought in and Father Tom had set his traps and done his other work for the night. Nancy's voice was low, with soft southern tones and accents. Tom and the children enjoyed the story of Christian's pilgrimage from the city of destruction to the celestial city, the more because of her love for the story she was reading to them as they lay on bearskin rugs before the blazing fire. Abe was only six, but he was a thoughtful boy. He tried to think of some way to show his gratitude to his mother for giving them so much pleasure. While out gathering sticks and cutting wood for the big fireplace, a happy thought came to him. He would cut off some spicewood branches, hack them up on a log, and secrete them behind the cabin. Then, when the mother was ready to read again, and Sarah and the father were sitting and lying before the fire, he brought in the hidden branches and threw them on, a few twigs at a time, to the surprise of the others. It worked like a charm. The spicewood boughs not only added to the brightness of the scene, but filled the whole house with the sweet-smelling savor of a little boy's love and gratitude. No one can fathom the pleasure of that precious memory throughout those four lives, as the story of Great Heart and Christiana followed Christian along the path that shineth more and more unto the perfect day. While the father and sister were delighted with the crackle, sparkle, and pleasant aroma of the bits of spicewood, as Abe tossed them upon the fire, no one could appreciate the thoughtful act of the boy so much as his mother. 
it would be strange if her eyes did not fill as she read to the fascinated family but that was not the sort of thing the fondest mother could speak of little did nancy dream that in reading to her son of the devotion of great heart to his charges she was fostering a spirit in her little son that would help him make the noble pilgrimage from their hovel to the highest home in the land where another president of the united states would refer to him as the great heart of the white house if anyone could have looked ahead fifty years to see all this and could have told nancy hanks lincoln she would not have believed it after her own life of toil and hardship it would have seemed to her too good to be true but in the centuries following the humble yet beautiful career of the backwoods boy from the hut to the white house history keeps the whole world saying with bated breath the half was never told an old man's story of saving abraham lincoln's life austin gollahar grown to manhood still living in his old log cabin near the lincoln house in knob creek nearly twenty years after lincoln's assassination and gave the following account of an adventure he had with the little lincoln boy i once saved lincoln's life we had been going to school together one year but the next year we had no school because there were so few scholars to attend there being only about twenty in the school the year before consequently abe and i had not much to do but as we did not go to school and our mothers were strict with us we did not get to see each other very often one sunday morning my mother waked me up early saying she was going to see mrs lincoln and that i could go along glad of the chance i was soon dressed and ready to go after my mother and i got there abe and i played all through the day while we were wandering up and down the little stream called knob creek abe said right up there pointing to the east we saw a covey of partridges yesterday let's go over the stream was too wide for us to jump across finally we saw a foot log and decided to try it it was narrow but abe said let's coon it i went first and reached the other side all right Abe went about halfway across, when he got scared and began trembling. I hollered to him, Don't look down, nor up, nor sideways, but look right at me and hold on tight. But he fell off into the creek, and as the water was about seven or eight feet deep, I could not swim, and neither could Abe. I knew it would do no good for me to go in after him. So I got a stick, a long water sprout, and held it out to him. He came up grabbing with both hands and i put the stick into his hands he clung to it and i pulled him out on the bank almost dead i got him by the arms and shook him well and then i rolled him on the ground when the water poured out of his mouth he was all right very soon we promised each other that we would never tell anybody about it and never did for years i never told anyone of it till after lincoln was killed Abraham Lincoln's parents were religious in their simple way. The boy was brought up to believe in the care of the Father in Heaven over the affairs of this life. The family attended camp meetings and preaching services, which were great events because few and far between in those primitive days. Abe used afterwards to get his playmates together and preach to them in a way that sometimes frightened them and made them cry. 
No doubt young Lincoln learned more that was useful to him in afterlife from the wandering preachers of his day than he did of his teachers during the few months that he was permitted to go to school. But his best teacher was his mother. She would have been proud to have her boy grow up to be a traveling minister or exhorter like Peter Cartwright, the backwoods preacher. Nancy Hanks Lincoln builded better than she knew. She would have been satisfied with a cabin life for her son. She little knew that by her own life and teaching, she was raising up the greatest man of his age, and one of the grandest men in all history, to become the ruler of the greatest nation that the world has ever seen. She did her duty by her little boy, and he honored her always during her life and afterward. No wonder he once exclaimed when he thought of her, All I am or hope to be I owe to my sainted mother. And out of her poor humble life, that devoted woman gave us Lincoln and never knew. End of chapter 3